Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Moonwise, a podcast celebrating seasons, cycles, and rites of passage. I'm your host, Dorte Sophie Royal, and today I share some thoughts about the transformative portal of birth and the keys that made my second postpartum a joyful experience. Before we begin, I want to make sure you know that I've launched a weekly magazine dedicated to inspiration and seasonal wisdom, including astrology and recommendations for events, books, and other things I think you'll love. You can sign up to get issues delivered straight to your inbox at moonwise.co slash magazine. This morning when I was taking my shower and I was thinking about recording this episode, the words that came to me were... When you take care of your body, you're taking care of Mother Earth. This has been a lifelong lesson for me. I've always had an incredible awe for nature, for the trees, for the flowers, and felt so much love and reverence for the natural world and the elements, but it has been an ongoing journey to really feel good in my body and really respect and honor and take care of it in the way that it needs to be taken care of. And especially as birthing people, mothers, that care of our physical vessel as well as our emotional and spiritual is, it's a learning opportunity for a lot of women, I think, who, you know, many of us grew up in diet culture and um, especially for those like me who maybe grew up in the 90s where the wraith-like thin model was the beauty ideal, really coming to claim and rejoice in our fertility and roundness and curves and ability to nourish a baby. This has all been quite the education for me. And I feel like it's an incredible privilege to have, you know, grown and birthed two beautiful, healthy children. And for those of you who don't know, about six months ago, I gave birth to my second child, a beautiful girl. For me, birth is a transformational event. It's a rite of passage. It's an initiation. It is an event that is meant to change you and it's meant to bring you to the very edge. And while my second birth was four hours long, it was incredibly intense and also beautiful. I I got to be in a beautiful tub of water tended to by my husband and midwives. Really, they just held space and lit candles and things like that, but they kind of let me unfold as as I needed to. The way that I like to describe it is, for me, it feels like the goddess, this just large, incredibly powerful being is just squeezing you. (laughs) And the intensity the power of that is not something that you can describe in words. It's something that I think is meant to be such a force that um, only those who have been through it can really understand. And even though I have experienced it before, of course, each birth is very different, just as every rite of passage is very different and taught me new things. 
I really want to remember that surrender, that beauty and that power in my daily life so that I can move forward as the woman and the mother that I need to be. And I hope that mothers around the world can continue to tap into that strength that got them through their births so that they can really show up as leaders in their communities. So some of you listeners who have heard my previous solo episodes about postpartum know that I had postpartum depression and anxiety with my first baby, and I really hoped to make my second experience more joyful. And so I made it a priority to plan for 40 days of deep rest and support from family, professionals, and community. And I really thought of it like a major athlete preparing for a big event. I spent a lot of time planning things in advance with the understanding that postpartum can be unpredictable and require flexibility and grace. And I can say that this postpartum experience has been so healing and full of awe, gratitude, and delight. So it very much is possible, even with sleep deprivation and all the healing that a birthing person needs to (laughs) go through. Um, And so people have been curious about what helped me this second time. So I thought I would compile a list. And I originally posted a list at the Rooted Mother Journal Instagram page. Um, Rooted Mother Journal is a pregnancy journal that I wrote um, during my first pregnancy. So check that out if you're interested. But, um, you know, before I posted the list, I honestly really hesitated to share the details because of how privileged I felt to receive the kind of care that I did in the United States, which is a country that provides so little to families. And it is my greatest wish that all birthing parents in the U.S. can have paid leave and excellent postpartum care. And, you know, my other um, hesitation in posting the list was that I didn't really want to feed into the consumerist idea that buying more products fixes things. But I did find some things very helpful. And whereas in my first pregnancy and birth experience, I really shied away from all the gear because I just was like, oh my gosh, I don't want all this gear. What's the point of it all? But then I did understand that there are certain things that you can resource yourself with that can be very helpful if, if you're able to. You know, the main things that I think are important in postpartum are rest, nourishing foods, and a caring person by your side. I think that those three things go farther than anything else in recovery, as well as the understanding that it is a long-term process. So at six months out, you know, I my sort of modern Capricorn self is like, I want to get back to work. I want to do things. I want to be productive. And I want to, you know, be connected to the external world. Um, even though my little postpartum nest has been incredibly sweet and nourishing and it's been so great to slow down to baby time and be dreamy with my little girl. You know, that push to get back to things and to, you know, kind of get our bodies back into working order in the sense of like we can do exercise that other people can do. The truth is though that it really is a longer term process that a year to three years is really like a deep healing and transformation 
donational time. So I find myself thinking like, oh, why aren't I like a hundred percent, you know, back to what I would used to be doing. And then I have to stop myself and say, okay, you are postpartum and it's going to take time. And especially when you're breastfeeding, a lot of the healing is prolonged just because so much of your energy is going to create this nourishing milk and you're waking up at night, you're not getting as much rest um, psychically and emotionally and spiritually. You're really tuned to this being and you're this mother-baby dyad that's truly its own beautiful organism. I noticed that, you know, when my baby goes to sleep, then I get a little sleepy. When she's hungry, my breasts are ready with milk. You know, it's it's really this incredible, beautiful relationship. And one of my teachers, Tammy Lynn Kent, who does amazing work with pelvic floor healing, I highly recommend checking out her work. She has a book called Wild Feminine, and she has a book called Mothering from Your Center, which in the future will be called Wild Mothering. So look for those books. But she really reminded me that breastfeeding is like running seven miles a day. So think about in terms of the, like just the metabolic, you know, impact of that, the amount of nutrients you need to be eating, the amount of rest your body needs, the amount of recovery it needs. It's, it's a huge output for a body every single day for an extended period of time. So with postpartum, for me, I believe rest, nourishing foods, and a caring person by your side really are the three key things. And they don't necessarily cost money. So just truly being gentle with yourself. And for those who are listening, who aren't mothers themselves, this is great information to have for your partners, for your sisters, your aunts, your nieces, your daughters, like this, you know, all of these things I think are great reminders because they're so sort of outside what our general overculture is telling us about these incredible rites of passage that women go through. And I think a lot of them can actually be translated for folks who are going through other types of rites of passage, whether it's a death in the family or a new career step or something like that, you know, anything that's really transforming someone, there's opportunity for real rest and for real integration and gentleness with ourselves. So yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the things that really helped me this time. And some of them are pretty specific, but if you're looking to compile some resources, here you go. Something that really helped me was completing the Build Your Nest postpartum workbook. This is a beautiful offering. It's an actual physical, you know, print workbook that helps you kind of plan your postpartum. And I think this is really helpful for new and returning mothers. It's, it's really like you kind of forget like how much care and support you really need. And I think women often, it's hard for us to ask for help or we're hesitant to not like seem like we have it all together. It's just like a really concrete, practical workbook for figuring all these little details out and, and helping, helping us really plan it because that's, you know, something that I didn't do the first time around. And I'll tell you what, planning it really helps. (laughs) 
And then I also, as I mentioned, Rooted Mother Journal, that's a journal that I created and that's during pregnancy. That's a weekly prompt with questions and tips and ideas and quotes from other mothers. And so I actually filled out my own pregnancy workbook during this second pregnancy. And I was really happy. I was like, wow, this, this really is helpful. It's, it's, it really helped with the emotional and the spiritual side of turning inward on that path to motherhood. And for me, it was motherhood for the second time. I had new insights. I had new ideas. I had new questions. And so, yeah, you might want to check that out as well, or, you know, really just journal in your own journal, give yourself prompts, you know, think about what motherhood is meaning for you at this time in your life, or yeah, how do you envision your ideal optimal birth situation? I I kind of, I have a little story about that actually. Before both of my births, I drew a picture of the moment that the baby arrived And amazingly enough, both of those moments then happened in real life, including the exact position that my body was in when the baby crowned and and I was able to hold them for the first time. And for each birth, that was a different position. And so I do believe in the power of visualization. And for me, drawing it out was what helped me see the opportunity and the possibility of that being real. And of course, you know, birth is just, it's so powerful and so mysterious that, you know, if it doesn't go exactly how you envision or plan, like that's very, very common. But I do think that it can be a beautiful exercise to envision your most empowered, beautiful birth that you really want to have. So the next thing that really helped me in postpartum was setting up a meal train. I have to thank my amazing friends and family for the beautiful food. I think we had meals coming to us every other day or a couple times a week later on for, I want to say, a month and a half. And it, boy, did it make a difference. I also stocked my freezer with soups, congees, and lactation balls ahead of time. So to me, that freezer was like money in the bank. I just knew, okay, no matter what, I have nourishing foods ready for me. (laughs) And that was in addition to the meal train. So, you know, on days when we didn't have a meal train, we thawed out a soup or warmed up a congee and In between meals, I could always eat a little lactation ball. If you want a recipe for that, just Google lactation ball and there's lots of great recipes. They're usually balls of nuts and seeds and maybe some honey and raisins or goji berries or something like that. Just like a little power protein and sweet punch to get you (laughs) through to the next meal. And so, yeah, that, wow, that freezer. It just made me feel so secure, (laughs) especially in those early days when it is really hard to get up and do anything standing. You really want to be lying in bed or resting. So I was lucky to have amazing care from very kind and experienced midwives here in Portland, Oregon. If you have midwives or doulas in your area of the world, I highly recommend it. They have so much experience Many have, you know, birthed their own children or they've attended many, many births and really offer care that is more often than what you would get in 
a typical medical setting. So they helped me with making sure my baby was latched properly and they helped me with exercises I could do to help my hips and lower back from, you know, sitting so much from breastfeeding and just all these like little details recommending other care providers um, and herbal remedies. It's, it's just, they're wonderful. So if you're lucky enough to have access to that, I, I recommend it. Also having an older child, what we did was schedule play dates for him in advance, just knowing, especially in those first weeks that we wouldn't have a lot of energy. And we also wanted to create a sense of fun and normalcy for him and for people who had more energy and, you know, were like, yeah, I want to run around in the backyard and play soccer with your son, or maybe we'll play chess or take him somewhere fun. And that was super helpful so that both my husband and I could just lie down and just like stare at the ceiling or go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So that was, especially if you have older kids, just remember to plan some care for them. Another thing that I really loved, and I was inspired by the mother seed. She's on Instagram at the mother seed. She created this cute little station by her bed for postpartum in a cute basket. And she filled it with snacks and other useful items. And so I took a lot of inspiration from that. I got a basket and I filled it with things like nipple cream and little bars and snacks and my water bottle and like one book that, you know, would be easy to glance at perhaps. I put some things in there that are beautiful, that make me feel good, a little lavender spray that I could like spray on my pillow just if I needed to feel a little calm. Yeah, I just put like goodies in there and it it made me feel happy. (laughs) I also had lactation support. You know, even though I had breastfed my first child for two years, you kind of forget some of the (laughs) things and also every baby is different and every relationship between the baby and the mother is different. So, so I had a lactation consultant come just to make sure that I had a good latch and things were going well. And I have to say it really did help. I mean, I was lucky my second baby latched pretty easily and she's, she was a good eater. She gained weight immediately and it was It was nothing to worry about, but just having someone come by and just sort of like provide encouragement and remind me about different feeding positions and weigh the baby and things like that, like it just was, it just brought just like a feeling of being supported. You know, everyone's different. Some people might really want to be just alone with their baby and not feel the intrusion of what could feel like a stranger. But for me, with these caring providers, it really felt like, oh, I'm being held by community. So especially for those of us who maybe live far away from extended family or we aren't in like a, a really strong community or village situation, Sometimes we do have to seek out that kind of support, just especially for those very raw, vulnerable days in the first couple of weeks of postpartum. So I really received that and it was, it was really good. We also had our moms in town for the first two weeks. One grandma was there for a week and then the next grandma was there and they helped with cooking and 
caring for our older son and just being emotional support. And I, you know, if you have that, it's definitely a gift. The other thing that helped so much, and this was one of my main three things that I mentioned earlier about rest is naps, naps, and more naps. If you have the opportunity to sleep, just sleep. I prioritized sleeping over showering, cleaning, pretty much over anything else. If I, if there was a chance to sleep, I was like, okay, we're doing this. And having done it the other way where I was trying to push and work and get things done and keep things clean and, you know, do all the things I suffered so much mentally. So this time I really learned my lesson and just slept as much as possible. Honestly, for this, these past six months, I mean, it's been fall and winter in Portland, so it's very rainy. There's not a lot that people want to do outside of their homes anyway, but I really hunkered down in the nest of our home and I really just like worked to keep myself warm and nourished and just tuned to my baby. And um, again, I'm very privileged to be able to do that. Um, some people do have to go right back to work immediately or need to care for older children, things like that. But anytime I had the opportunity to take something off my plate or to just say, you know, is this really the season where this needs to happen? I just let it go. And that was really, really helpful. I think that thinking about life in seasons can be a great perspective, especially when in postpartum, sometimes we lose perspective or we're like, oh my gosh, is this just my life? Did, you know, do I just not do things outside of the home or is my career just on hold forever? That kind of thing. I think the perspective of understanding this is a season of life. It's very fragile, very important. Every ounce of energy and attention that you're giving to this baby is literally forming their core nervous system beliefs and their brain chemistry. So this is like very valuable work that is unfortunately very undervalued in our current society. But um, I and many other people are really working to sort of reinfuse this motherhood journey with the sacred reverence that it deserves. And so respect to all of you who are doing that and who are embodying that in the world. We need that. Okay. So what else has helped? Another thing that I was able to have as a resource was a counselor who is a mom herself and who really gets the motherhood journey. Gosh, I wish that therapy was more affordable in our country. There are some ways in which to get like a reduced cost therapy, but it was just great to have someone who's been through it. Who's a neutral person who doesn't know all the details of my life, who isn't invested necessarily in my particular story, who I could just talk to about my feelings, who could help remind me of perspective, give me some tools, especially around grounding and around processing anything that's coming up. I think 
a lot of people underestimate how much of our childhood wounding can come up in the motherhood journey, in the parenting journey in general, and especially, you know, birth and postpartum, the stress, the pressure, the intensity can help things become unearthed that need to be addressed, that need to be dealt with, relationship issues, whether with our partners or our parents or other family members, you know, things just come up when we're vulnerable, when we're tired, when we're healing, when we're caring for this just incredible little being that's chosen us to be their parents. It's a lot. And so um, even in the best of circumstances, I think having a counselor, a therapist, or some kind listening ear can be really helpful. Um, I found myself many nights and lonely moments thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm having trouble with this thing. And then I remember, okay, but I have this counselor. What would I say to her? How would she likely counsel me? And then I ended up, you know, being able to really cope with it so much better because I could um, both counsel myself using the tools that she had given me and also just kind of like say to myself, okay, I'm just going to file it into like, I'll talk to my counselor about this <laughs> and not just like spiral out about it. I'll just, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get an expert to help me work through it. So highly recommend. What really helped too was just giving myself the permission to go slow, to let the tears flow, to ask for help and to say no. <laughs> I know that rhymes. It's kind of silly, but those were all things that, you know, giving ourselves the permission to feel what we need to feel, to know that a lot of postpartum is a, is a time of a lot of moving waters. So you're sweating, you're crying, you're feeling, there's just a lot that moves through and having an understanding of that, knowing, you know, the process the second time really helped keep me in perspective, like, okay, I'm just going to sweat a lot tonight and I might cry. And that is just part of the whole thing. Um, (laughs) it's, it's a shedding after this, you know, incredible ripening, then we, then we shed a lot. So yeah, just permission to do that. Another thing that really helped was a warming session. Often these are called mother warming sessions and they could be with an acupuncture provider or other healing practitioner. Check out if there's something like that in your area. It's what it does is, so after you have a baby, while the baby's in your womb, your womb is like very warm and it's like a very full warm energy. And then when the baby leaves, the womb becomes kind of cold and it's like a little bit shocked, right? It's been full of this life. And then it's, it's a feeling a little bit like cold and empty. And so what the mother warming does is it really helps to like warm back up your core, that like inner flame, the digestive flame and juices and that womb area to really kind of like protect and warm and soothe it. And I honestly don't even know everything that they do, but I just know it feels really, really good. Another thing I want to tell people about is based on a Norwegian postpartum tradition, and I have Norwegian heritage, so this was especially sweet. They're called shellies, and they are beautiful shells that you can put on your nipples when you're first breastfeeding. And what they do is they help to cool and moisturize the nipple. And okay, so first of all, they're beautiful. So they're beautiful shells and you're basically going to feel like a mermaid when you wear them. It's 
so lovely. You know, so much of postpartum, you can feel really kind of like sweaty and yucky and gross and covered in different like fluids and milk. And it's just like all, it's not like the, the prettiest, <laughs> most clean you'll ever feel. Right. But if there's anything that can add a little beauty and, and help you feel like the luxurious and voluptuous, you know, giver of life that you are, something like Shelly's is really sweet for that. I did not need to use any nipple cream this time around, not even once, because these shells really helped my nipples heal and stay really supple and cool and moisturized. And I, this is not a commercial for them. I, you know, I have no <laughs> stake in Shelly's, but I really just loved using them. And so check them out if that sounds like something you might like. There are a lot of great herbal products out there to help with healing of our pelvic area, um, especially if we've had a vaginal birth, right? There's a lot of healing that happens, but also for cesareans, you know, there's there are herbal remedies for the scar and things like that. So some of the shops that I found really helpful were Freedom Mom. They make great witch hazel pad inserts. Fat in the Moon makes a lovely perineum spray. We Are Ama makes washable nursing pads. Milk Moon Herbs has incredible tinctures. I also made a huge jar of postpartum tea, which was an infusion of nettles, oat straw, red raspberry leaf, and chamomile. I drank a cup of that at least a day for about a month. And what those herbs do is nettles will help to move excess water and fluids out of the body. So I was, you know, a little bit swollen by the end of pregnancy. And so the nettles really helped get those fluids out. Nettles are also incredibly nourishing and they have a lot of minerals that are great for a postpartum person. Oat straw is a nervine, so it really helps calm our nervous system down and is also very nourishing. So I, I love oat straw so much. <laughs> if I could drink it every day, I would. Red raspberry leaf really helps with hormonal balance. So that's really great for postpartum. And chamomile, of course, is so calming, soothing for the digestion, and the nervous system. So I drank that every day for a month and it really helped to balance hormones, release excess fluids, help me stay calm and also restore my minerals. I also use something called Floridix, which is an iron and herbs supplement. You know, we do lose a lot of blood in birth, and so giving our body the nourishment to rebuild that blood is, is really helpful. So get a big bottle of that if you can. I also have really found a lot of support from hydration packets now that I'm breastfeeding every day. I really like this company called Needed. They make these easy to use little packets that you can put in your water and they have minerals and hydration support in them. Also, there's a book called Powerful Postpartum and it's by Kelly Van Zant. And that book really provides some valuable insights about spiritual unraveling and growth in postpartum. I, th I really agree with a lot of what she articulates so well in that book about how intense postpartum can be and how much leaning into it can really help us, you know, transform and surrender 
to the person that we need to become, basically. So those are some of the things that have been really helping. I hope that this is helpful to those of you who may be pregnant or going through postpartum yourself or thinking about it in the future, or for those of you who have families in your lives, just understanding more. I think that, you know, this process can be so hidden in our culture, unless you've experienced it yourself, it's hard to know really what's going on there. But I think approaching it from this perspective of like, okay, I'm the most epic athlete and I, you know, need to prepare and then I need to recover in a very intentional and mindful way, I think can go a long way. And I think it it does all circle back to this idea of caring for our bodies is caring for Mother Earth. I think that when we really take the time and value ourselves enough to truly recover from birth, we then can step forward into leadership in our communities and in our world. And I think that the world needs healed and empowered mothers to help lead us in a good direction. And of course, it's also about that future generation and our ability to truly care for them by being as whole as we can be as well for those babies who have mothers who have been truly tended to in their pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. I, you know, I care about this topic so much as you all know. Thank you for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review Moonwise on Apple Podcasts as it makes a big difference in helping others find us. You can also sign up for our weekly magazine dedicated to inspiration and seasonal wisdom at moonwise.co slash magazine. Our theme music is Butterflies March from Sophie Cooper's album, Rewilding. See you next time.